Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today is a very special day as it is my 70th episode of CMO Moves. When I look back to when I first started CMO Moves 16 months ago now, I am just shocked still that we're on episode 70 already today and I can't believe how fast time has flown. And what's really amazing is all these guests that I've had on the show are so exceptionally busy and yet so completely dedicated to sharing their story in hopes that it can help other marketers learn some tips for success that they've learned either the hard way or the easy way or by failing forward. And so I'm honored and thrilled to be able to present their stories every week. This week, I have another amazing guest with me all the way from Paris. Valerie Hernando Press is the global CMO of Danone. And Valerie has been the global CMO for 18 months now. It is a net new position that didn't exist for 10 years prior. And what I found really interesting about Valerie's story is when she told her sons, she has three sons, two are from the Gen Z and one is from millennial generation, that she was taking on the global CMO role after her corporate affairs role. They were literally disappointed and they thought she was going from saving the world to eh, marketing. So Valerie said, okay, it's time to reimagine marketing. And she's been on that path and on that mission with her team of 2,000 marketers. Danone is a company that is in 120 markets. And last year they saw sales of 25 billion euros. So this is not a small company to manage uh, by any means. And many of you know Danone, but for those of you who don't, they have a portfolio of all kinds of brands, including Danon, Volvic, Silk, and so many more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy her tale of what it takes to reimagine marketing. Today, I am here with Valerie Hernando Press, who is the CMO of Danone. Valerie, hi, and welcome to the show. Hi, Nadine. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. And we are connected over the internet. You're in France and I'm here in San Francisco. So we're quite a bit apart from each other, but I feel like you're sitting right next to me. 
Oh, cool. The same for me, likewise. Excellent. Well, you have so many fun things to share with us today. I can't wait to dig in. I so enjoyed getting to know you when we were chatting. And mm. oh my gosh, just the experience that you've had is so exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I literally, I'm very, very excited to get to all the cool things that you've been doing. So why don't we start, though, with you sharing a little bit about your current role and why you decided to take that on? Yeah. Um, you know, as I told you, I took the Danone CMO role over 18 months um, ago now with the amazing opportunity to create uh, this function, to set up a new team, to define the role and the priorities after 10 years without any uh, central marketing organization at Danone, which is pretty, pretty surprising um, in a 25 billion uh, euros company. Um, so it, I really starting from a, from a blank page and I really thought hard um, about where I most wanted to make an impact. So the answer to this question came actually from a conversation uh, at home with my sons. Um, my previous role was Danone brand chief officer work, working for the last three years on how we can turn the Danone company name into a public uh, change mark, a meaningful brand to all our stakeholders, including our consumers. A change mark, a symbol of positive change for food. And with this amazing ambition to, to inspire and to contribute to the food revolution. Um, and with a tagline, a bold one, uh, which is Danone, one planet, one health, reminding us, I mean, people working at Danone every day, our commitment to act upon one interconnected vision of health of people and health of planet. So when I announced to my sons, two representatives of uh, Gen Z and one is a millennial, that I was moving from Dan on one planet, one health, that for, for them it was like saving the world somehow, <laughs> to, to um, chief marketing officer, and, and they really reacted to the word marketing and they were frowning and it really, they said marketing, really. And, and they really looked, um, yes, not proud, um, a little bit disappointed and not excited at all. <laughs> um, and certainly because um, marketing can be a loaded word. I mean, it, was, it used to be super shiny and glamorous in the 90s, but for sure it might be today, um, you know, the equivalent of, of, of fake or... Or, or cheating on consumers or techniques to manipulate people, useless, not noble. So my sons would have preferred, I would have been appointed no marketing chief officer. And so I knew at that specific moment where I wanted to make uh, this impact. Um, I wanted really to re, and I want still with my team to reimagine marketing at Danone, connecting the dots between this um, inspiring uh, company vision and the brands that are every day impacting uh, lives of people in, in many countries, reconciliating uh, business and purpose. So my goal at the end for this uh, amazing journey as a new CMO of Danone is really to take the One Planet One Health company vision to the brands and have them become what we call manifesto brands, so purpose-driven brands, with my, and my obsession is really to grow capabilities of the Danone marketing community and support them on their journey to, to dare building these purpose-driven brands, be, they're becoming uh, activists. 
Wow. It's so interesting that your sons felt that marketing was not cool and a bit manipulative. (laughs) It's so amazing because, you know, we've talked about marketing, the reputation of marketing, and of course, the reputation of the chief marketing officers on CMO Moves before. And I love this concept of reimagining what marketing could be. And before you took on this role, you really had a global initiative to present this wonderful vision of Danone as one planet, one house. And how, how did you start by connecting the corporate strategic vision and purpose to the marketing activities? You know, to start and connect all the dots, we needed um, an overarching marketing vision, a vision that we all bought into worldwide and obviously linked to our company vision. So first, a vision, and second, to make some focus, and of course, to start the dynamic of transformation. So the vision, you know, to to set up this vision, it was really the first job of this team. And I traveled a lot. We met a lot of people around business, uh, around brands, tech, in China, in the US, etc. And we came up with one single observation that the main force urging for a marketing transformation was not, is not tech or data or AI. It's a power shift. This is the main one. We are living a grand power shift from big corporations, experts, medical experts, governments, powerful people, to people, uh, I mean, ordinary people, uh, each of us, um, because people and technology are really empowering each other. And it's, re- it's really a societal vision. It's beyond marketing. And if you think of, think of the tremendous impact, for example, of the hashtag MeToo, think of how some musicians are becoming famous, like Ed Sheeran. He, he, he became number one on iTunes without any label. Or look at the reviews on, um, on online platforms that are becoming the new truth. People are giving these reviews or how people are pulling their resources to do, to launch business, or how this, this young man of 18 years old uh, launched uh, a lone oceans cleanup. I mean, people don't need us to do these big things. So it goes beyond the marketing revolution, it's a new societal paradigm. And it's really underlying that people have, um, we, each of us, huh? when I say people, it's each of us, people have an unstoppable desire to, to drive the change. I mean, to participate and to use their voice and their power. They want to sit in the driver's seat. And I will use my, I mean, me, the individual is the new factor for change. And I will use, of course, social media will help me to bring people together and to influence the world. And I will also use my consumption uh, to as, um, let's say, a kind of political act or a way to change things. And if you come back to food, which uh, is our job at Danone, um, people have taken back the power on food. I mean, we feel we are disconnected with, with the food we eat and people are reconnecting with the food they eat with or without us. They want transparency. They want to know people behind the brand. They want to get all information about where does it come from? Why this ingredient? Why not this, this other one? And this is what we call Uh, the food revolution. And each time we eat and drink, we are voting for the society or the world we want. I mean, we are voting for the agriculture we want, organic, non-organic, GMO, non-GMO. 
for the society we, will, we want. So it's a real new power. And what, to, to make it simple, the marketing vision that we shared and to start this transformation beyond our brands and beyond the categories uh, challenges, it was really to say, we will embrace this new power. This is full of opportunities. This is a new world anyway, and this is full of opportunities for us. So our new marketing vision is really about this people-powered, people-powered marketing, embracing this uh, societal shift, growing our brands, of course, for people we serve, but with them, with them, and bringing to life, obviously, our One Planet, uh, One Health vision, connecting people of the brands, behind the brands, and people, the brands, uh, our brands are serving. So really in a human-to-human -human, um, connection. So we really started with this overarching that everybody bought into somehow. Um, because it was so, yes, it was resonating from China to the US to Europe. Okay, so um, like I said earlier, we have a lot to dig into. And I, I want to keep going down this path with you to find out exactly what you've been doing, because this is fascinating. But I think it might help um, if we just back up for a second. Tell me a little bit more about the role you were in before you got into marketing, because it feels to me that that has really shaped your thinking here. Uh, it's a good question. Nadine, um, you know, I've never uh, dreamed or thought of becoming a CMO when I started marketing uh, for the simple reason that after uh, 15 years of marketing, I moved to strategy and corporate affairs function because I really thought um, marketing was not, I mean, the way we were doing marketing at that, at, at that period was not enough to drive successful strategy to thrive sustainably in a country because marketing was offering a kind of too narrow perspective of the market or of the society or of the people that we saw as consumers only. So I thought really it was a long time ago, more than 10 years ago. So I thought the company um, behind the brands will matter more and more to what we call consumers. I thought working with our stakeholders, with our whole ecosystem. So for Danone, for example, the farmers, the consumers association, the scientific people will become business critical. And yes, I was right and I was wrong. I was right certainly because I, I think you can't thrive without talking into account the full picture. Um, certainly frontiers are blurring between internal and external, between corporation and brands and uh, between the consumer and the citizen. On the other hand, um, I was wrong. I mean, it's not true marketing is too narrow. Uh, I mean, the, the power of brands to impact society and to address human aspirations uh, is tremendous. It's just a question of imagination and shaking the traditional practices of uh, marketing. So, um, yeah, there is a link between my role as CMO today and my hybrid background between operational marketing strategy marketing and corporate affairs and strategy it's non-linear but at the end there is a common thread uh, which is uh, this uh, link between brands and, and company behind the brands corporations and and society so that makes perfect sense to me and and 
appears to be the perfect setup for where you are today in reimagining marketing with all of this coming together in a beautiful way. Uh, so I had interrupted you earlier because I was just fascinated and focused on what did you do before you got here to, as you said, reimagine, rethink. And you were talking about coming into this role and, and first starting with a vision then moving to focus and then transformation. So let's go back to that journey now because that, that really helped me to get grounded. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Uh, yes, after the vision, you, you have to make and uh, to share a clear focus for, for the organization. And what was obvious is to, to focus on our way of building brands. I mean, our brand strategy, uh, our brand platform model that we call manifesto brands, meaning really putting at the center of your strategy, the purpose of the brand, the big why of the brand. And manifesto brand is a, is a brand taking a stand on a societal issue that obviously matters to your, to your tribes and acting upon it, uh, committed to act upon it consistently, consistently over time. Uh, bringing to life our One Planet, One Health vision through movements that the brands will drive with the people that, that, that we serve. So um, this, is, this, is a, this is a big focus. This is really ambitious. I mean, it's not an easy journey. It's, uh, it's very demanding, definitely, because you are uh, dealing with impact on society. So you, you cannot play with that. You have to be sure you are legitimate to act upon this topic and that you will do it consist of over time. It's not one shot, it cannot be one shot. So we, we want really all our brands to be on this journey by, by, by 2020. But as I said, it's a long and difficult one to become a manifesto brand. And just today, and, and to make a real impact, I mean, just today, we have a few brands only at Danone that are really what we could call manifesto brands, meaning recognized by your ecosystem, by your consumers, by your tribes, as a brand, not only an amazing brand, not only delivering amazing experience, food experiences, but also doing something good for the country, something in the country, because we are many, many, many local brands. Okay, so to put things in perspective, how many brands does Denim have? About 150. Wow. Okay. And then we were talking about the size of your marketing team across all the countries that you're in, uh, which is pretty much every country around the, the globe. Uh, 2,000 marketers, something like that? Yes. 2,000 marketers all over the world. And this was, I mean, there are really the architect at the end of the transformation. And whether third part when you ask me how did you kick off the vision the focus and and this marketing community we, we call them by the way uh, the collective and we we set up this collective so really breaking silos cross geos cross uh, categories um we, we we brought them together i mean all senior marketing leaders at the beginning last last year in one place to kick off this journey the first marketing conference ever at Danone declaring marketing as we do it is over and, and, and the new vision. And since we open to the full marketing community, because we are lucky enough to have a workplace uh, kind of Facebook internally, so we connect marketers all over the world. And every, every week, 
uh, we are sharing uh, content, we are sharing best practices, of course, but also great experiences connected to the outside. This conference or what we are doing with the collective is not at all a CMO team show. I mean, we really feel with, uh, with the team that we are the catalyst of this transformation, not the heroes. I mean, the heroes, I really admire them. I mean, every day, those who are building their brands, content, innovation, and driving the business every day in the country, dealing with contradiction, you know, between short-term and long-term. Our role as, as a central marketing team is really, for sure, to shake the boat, to challenge the traditional practices, but really to unleash uh, the talents by encouraging them to dare pushing them to start with who they are individually. And you know, at the end, people internal and external are, are the same. Our, this collective, this marketing community, they want also to take back the power. I mean, they want to, they reclaim also their entrepreneurship and they want to sit in the driver's seat. So it's really uh, um, what we, yes, we, what we want to encourage uh, uh, in this uh, community. So the collective, that sounds like a movie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually want to make a movie now that I'm talking to you. I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, <laughs> it, it's like, what, what do they call it? The, the Illuminati or uh, I forgot what they call those. Uh, but that's great. The, the collective. Okay. And I love how you said that your role is really to be the catalyst for change. And you had this amazing vision and now you're helping to bring focus across the collective and starting this transformation. As you said, the way you remember marketing is over. Well, let's talk about what specifically is over. What are the things that you're asking them to do differently? The main part of the transformation is really to start um, considering people first, which is, you could say it's not that new, right? But really putting people first. And when I say people first, it's not consumers first. It's really looking at people as a whole, with their passion points, what they are worried about, what are their concerns in all their life. You are not defined as a consumer. Can you can say that somebody who is following your brand is a consumer or, or tweeting something about your brand or talking about your brand is a consumer? I don't know. People are people. And sometimes they might decide uh, to support your brands or to criticize your brand, by the way, and to buy it and to advocate. So the first thing is really to, to start with a real people centricity. And definitely um, data is offering us amazing opportunities for that. So the first thing is really to tell them, love data. Don't be afraid of data. Data are, are your friends. Basically, we start with how can you get um, data easily on any topic. We have already today new tools, super accessible, super user-friendly. Um, we are encouraging to, to look at uh, the conversations. Of course, we, we have equipped all our marketing community with social listening tools. And today, 2,000 of them are equipped and, and 1,000 of them are really uh, every, every two days they are connected to that. So it's a permanent listening, really, to be connected to what's happening. And it helps, it helps them starting to identifying, of course, trends, identifying new ingredients for innovation, but also uh, identi identifying some tribes that could not imagine 
for, for, for the brand. And then this is an opportunity to connect. So embrace data, uh, getting to know intimately your tribes. So data is one thing. The other part of this people centricity is going direct. I mean, if we believe in these people power brands where people powered world, where the human to human relation will matter more and more, it's also about the marketers to stop hiding behind the research agency, go direct. So we have, we launched a program, for example, which is called Leave Your Tribes. It's a multifunctional program with different teams, can be uh, research, marketing, media, etc., with a, an objective. And they live uh, really the life uh, of the tribes uh, for two days, for three days. So go and eat uh, in the restaurants with them, go and listen to the music, become community manager somehow. You will resonate with your tribes. And from that, you will uh, address some business challenges you have, whatever innovation or new content or a new strategy, if you have to change your strategy. The second one is putting the purpose at the core of everything you do. Um, and that's, um, that's very exciting because it resonates also with, uh, especially with the young generation, um, because they want to change the world. And especially when they come to Danone, they also join a mission. Uh, so as they're really keen on moving there, as, say, as I said, it's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy topic. There is no silver bullet for that. Um, so for this purpose part, what we foster so is the openness to the society as a whole, the openness to, of course, all sustainability challenges uh, linked to your categories, your brands, your country. So really to be linked to the society you live in, to stay tuned to the society you, you, you live in um, and to change completely the approach. Uh, um, it's, it's, it doesn't start from your agenda as a brand or as a, as a company with your marketing plan in June and your budget exercise in November. We have to do it and we will do it. But let's connect to the agenda of your tribe um, and, and engage at their speed. So the third part of the big transformation is really about engagement so all the media approach as uh, for sure. And it's really about how you can engage at their speed, tune to the cultural agenda of your tribes, the end of the one content for all, but really the era of hyper relevancy with the right message, the right content at the right moment uh, to the right uh, individuals. People will not forgive us not to be, to be relevant um, uh, today. <clears throat> okay. So there's so many conflicting headlines now for your podcast because of all the cool things that you're sharing. Um, people will not forgive us if we're not hyper relevant. That is in a very powerful statement and so incredibly true. Let's talk a little bit though about how you brought your own team together to be able to help, as you said, become a catalyst for these 2,000 marketers, the collective. I mean, that's a massive undertaking. Like, how, what's your team look like? How's it structured? My team is um, actually the most culturally diverse team on the planet. Um, from India, Italy, Brazil, Portugal, France, China, Singapore. And I, I've purposefully designed it to reflect as much as global perspective as, as possible. And not only from a cultural perspective, but also from skills 
perspective because as you you know it's it's a lot it requires a lot of ambition and excitement to reimagine marketing but uh, but at the end a lot of humility so it was really important to me to bring together all these new skills of course business I have business people in my team coming directly from the business uh, experts in brand equity but also data data analytics content sustainability and meaning each of them are somehow representative of one facet of what great marketing looks like. In terms of organization, um, it's a very agile organization, meaning for the first two years of the transformation, have a, a team dedicated uh, to the marketing transformation with um, one focus on manifesto brands, one focus on uh, growing capabilities through a new marketing academy, and when part of this team dedicated to the collective, um, because we really believe the collective is a huge stream of transformation coming from the people themselves and not top down with new process. So this is one big pillar. Um, another pillar is uh, about really strategy and insights uh, to embrace, as, as I was saying, uh, new data opportunities and especially so new tools anticipating trends, social listening, predictive trends. Third pillar is about Danone, One Planet, One Health. Um, really as a, not the corporate affairs part, but really the One Planet, One Health as a public uh, change mark. And we are especially leading uh, the Danone Nations Cup, which is uh, the biggest tournament of football for worldwide for 2 million, two million kids each year, uh, 11, 12 years young boys and young girls all over the world, uh, but also helping countries, as we did in France, for example, with the food generation, the young generation saying and claiming, I know, I know the impact of everything we're eating for the planet and for my health. And the question now is, what do I do with what I know? And in France, for example, we invited people to take a stand for a new vision of agriculture, which is called regenerative agriculture that matters so much to our tribes. So this is a pillar really on the Danone brand as a, as a public uh, trust mark. And the last part is more explorative, is about all the new capabilities, graphic chain, automation, um, content production, it's that all these enablers of, of delivering uh, amazing content or, or design. That is a fully comprehensive. And I love the way you broke it down, skill sets, trends, and the new tools and the collective and then thinking about what matters to the public and, and one planet, one health and regenerative, regenerative agriculture. Well, that's hard mm. to say that fast. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> imagine for me English. I can imagine for you. So you, you. You say a lot of things that sound way cooler in, in with your accent than, than here. Like, <laughs> entrepreneurship. I can't say it like you can, but for sure, if I could, I'd be saying it that way from now on. Um, mm -hmm. But let's, let's talk about you for a second, because we haven't really talked about you. A, a very interesting mix of cultures in your background. Is that correct? <laughs> okay, happy to share. Yes, I'm French, but that, that's true. And I'm working, as you said, in Paris in the global headquarter. Um, but I'm a melting pot, I would say. Uh, cultural blend of a mix of different origins, religions, cultures, coming from my four grandparents. Um, Vietnam, uh, Caribbean islands, Spanish, my name, and Poland and French. Definitely, it might explain um, my 
immense appetite uh, for diversity and for other cultures. Um, and obviously, openness to, to the difference, um, empathy for each human being, each individual, while at the same time, this true intimate feeling that we are part of one world, uh, one connected world, one connected humanity, and we are all binded uh, in the same journey or, or in the same destiny. I mean, if you, if you feel good, I will feel good and vice versa. Um, so the, yes, this personal background might, might, might explain my appetite for, for diversity that uh, I'm keen on having in my team. But it's not only a question of cultures, it's, it's also they are pushing me out of my comfort zone. And they're challenging, they're very challenging. This is something very important to me to allow this confrontation. And it's possible only uh, because we deeply support the, the same vision somehow. This people-powered world and people-powered brands. And yes, everything is linked, um, definitely, between who you are as a person and who you are in, in your job. Okay, well, you know, I could sit here and talk to you forever about lots of things. <laughs> and, and we're going to have to do a round two for sure at some point. But as you're talking and you're sharing all the different cultures that came together in your own background. Uh, I was thinking of Vineet Mira because Vineet used to be the CMO of Ancestry.com and now he's the global CMO of the Walgreens Boots Alliance. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were talking about how the whole world is actually connected and with Ancestry.com, which is a DNA company, they were able to demonstrate to some people in, in one of their really cool videos that they were connected to more people than they ever imagined. And with your background, I would be fascinated to know your results. You probably are connected to like every person on the planet. I mean, this would be your picture there as the global world is represented through you. So I'm just I'm tossing that out there as an idea for you one day. Um, we can make a whole show around that and that would be really fun. Okay. Unfortunately, we are out of time, um, but I do have to ask you one last question. And that is, if you weren't saving the world like you're doing right now and reinventing marketing <laughs> and doing all these cool things, you know, what would you be doing? <laughs> you will laugh when I, I will give you... No, there is one answer which is really close to what I'm, I'm, I'm doing, which is I think I would run my own company and it will be something around food and I would have opened restaurants uh, where you enjoy more than food, but also different cultures. And definitely you would, you would know what you are eating and it would be super tasty, but also super cool. And you will know the story and it would be 100% community driven and it will become a concept and a brand and it will become famous worldwide. So it's not that far away from what I'm doing, but the most <laughs> maybe... Um, intimate one which is closer to my childhood and I've never went there but if I was not uh, in the business I will be a doctor in a hospital and saving lives all day long I believe oh my goodness okay yeah lots to live up to here with you okay I think I've got a good picture of you now so uh Valerie thank you so much for joining me today it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much for having me it was really great talking to you Nadine thank, thank you, you. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. 
And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.